Harry Jolding here with the fourth episode of the Resilient Entrepreneur Podcast. And here I'm today with Philip, uh, who is my house guest and friend, and who has an incredible German platform, a German app that I'm using myself. And um, tell us a little bit something about what you do before we go into the personal good stuff. Yeah, Julian, first, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, my first podcast interview out of many, many, that is English. And also the first that is not um, via Zoom, so premiere for me. Um, yeah, um, you already mentioned it. We have a platform, a mentoring platform, which is based on an audio-based app. So um, it's called Upspeak. And what we do is we give you access to the greatest mentors in Germany so far. And um, yeah, those mentors put their knowledge into podcasts, into voice messages, and soon also into audio courses or audio masterclasses and basically make you learn from them. And you can also ask them questions. So it's like an interactive form of podcast app um, in the field of mentoring and coaching. Yeah, it's really fantastic. You should check it out. It's called upspeak.de. It's uh, very German right now, but that might change maybe over time, maybe a little bit more international, but it's very, very uh, going very strongly with the German mentor community at this point already. I'm on there as well, uh, if you're interested in checking it out. What I find amazing about this is we're both sitting here in beautiful Changu, Bali, Right? And we met, I was walking out of a place that's like a co-working space where a lot of digital nomads work. And I just heard you speak German uh, to another friend of yours and walked up to you and said, listen, what are you guys doing here? And that is the amazing thing about this place in Bali that you have so many people that are building their companies from here that are living a totally different lifestyle from here than what it would look like for us being back in Germany in February. Why Bali? What brought you here? Oh, good question. So I think... Um Every time I make decisions, if it's a small decision, I need a lot of time and I really overthink it. If it's big decisions, I just go with the flow, you know, just do what I feel like. And that was, um, I think now almost a year ago in March, 2019, where it was cold in Germany, it's still winter going on. And I don't know, I was, I was sitting in Munich in my office in Munich and my cold phone, I was not even there. He was somewhere else in Germany. And I was basically completely alone and on my own in Munich. And I was like, why should I be here, spend more money than I could somewhere else where I actually have sun, where I have beach, where I have cheap food, cheap living costs. And then I just Googled what are the best destinations for digital nomads, even though I wouldn't consider myself as a digital nomad. And one was Cape Town that popped into my eyes and the other one was Changu, Bali. Mm -hmm. And then I somehow felt Bali more than Cape Town. And that's how I ended up here. So I booked a flight ticket and one month later I was here. How long have you been here now? Now 11 months. So I'm actually about to go back home to Germany for two months in five days. And yeah, so almost almost a year now. Yeah, well, it's the incredible thing about Changu, at least for me, is that you find a lot of other entrepreneurs, a lot of little bit crazy people that live outside the norm, I would say. And it shows us that there's no reason. You don't have to be in a cold place in the winter if you don't want to. You can create your own life and you can create your own happiness. How would you compare your personal life in Bali, living this lifestyle compared to living in the office in the dark in Munich in the winter, which you escaped from just as I did? I mean, the one thing you already mentioned, um, here it's not dark. It's almost everyday sun, you know. Right now we have raining season, but still like it's, it's raining one time a day or something. And uh, most of the day it's sunny, it's warm, always 30 degrees Celsius. So um, yeah, you don't actually have to sit in the dark. You don't have to sit in the cold and you don't have to sit in the office, right? So um, we're mainly also you, like I know, 
you're mainly working from home or in a cafe like we are right now. We are in a cafe where there's like many, many digital nomads working down there. And they're just all sitting on the laptop and everywhere you drive around and you just look into the cafes, they're all open and every time you see somebody working on this laptop. So um, also there's co-working spaces, of course, like where we met, um, but it's more like moving around. So I don't never work at the same place here. So I just feel in the morning what I, where I want to be, you know. Today, for example, I went, actually, what I never do, I went to the beach and worked on the beach with a hotspot, like with my phone as a hotspot. So you can really choose where you want to live and you always have a great view. I wish you guys could see that because we see the ocean over there. So, yeah, it's a beautiful place. How do you get yourself motivated? I mean, a lot of people need the structure and need this feeling they have to go to an office. We kind of go to an office. It just changes all the time. Yeah. Um, how do you get yourself motivated five, six days a week to still get the work done in a place that obviously has also so many distractions such as Changu? That's a good point because um, right now I feel a little bit demotivated here because I'm too much distracted right now. But normally I always used to be really, really motivated and I think it's also coming back. Um, right now I just need this little change. That's why also that's also why I'm going back to Germany actually right now for two months. Um, but how do I stay motivated? So I think a big part of being motivated is like this little micro successes that you have every day, right? So set your goals, maybe like, you, of course, you will have a big vision, a big goal, but also set yourself some micro goals that you can actually reach faster, you know? And if you reach those, you get success. Um, what was it called in German? It's called Erfolgserlebnisse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you get little successes, you know? Those successes motivate you each day to go on, go on, go on. Because, I mean, it's all about just, um, yeah, like I think motivation is also a thing that happens in your body physically. Like you produce hormones, like specific hormones, um, luck hormones or whatever they're called. And this is the stuff that keeps you going, you know, and keeps you grinding. If you don't have this for a long, long time, if you just work and don't see results, you know, nobody like appreciates your work. Then you're also not motivated. So yeah, for us, we always get appreciated. I work at the Something I talk a lot about is endurance and resilience. And I know you have kind of the same story to tell. A lot of people that get into this, especially digital business, like an app, they think it's, they're going to build it. It's going to be huge in a few months. They're going to sell it to Google or Microsoft or somebody else and get a big payday out of it. Um, you guys have been at this platform for quite a long time, right? Um, yeah. How did it start and how long have you been chipping away at it? So it started 2016 where we founded our company. Half a year later, we developed or we, we launched our first app. With a different name it was called Vogue Tech, so a mixture of vocal and hashtag. Mm -hmm. So meaning that was a audio-based social network. Um, I don't want to go into detail, but um, this worked pretty good in the beginning, and it completely like failed. We could like we could get a lot of users in the beginning, like really fast in the first week to the first two days. We had like a thousand active users just by doing a soft launch. So we could really like um, make people use the app, but not for long, you know. So the retention, we couldn't we couldn't retain the users because um, um, yeah, they didn't see this long time use use yeah. use in this app. You know, it was like funny, a lot of you know like a lot of comedy cases. People sang and people shared funny stories via voice messages, and you can interact anonymously with other people. So it was funny, but there was not like a real a real I wouldn't say USP, but a real usage for the users you know so yeah. they actually have something out of it long term a value yeah. the value was missing and um, then we basically sat down we 
threw all over, like threw it all over and um, had our first pivot where we went more into the podcast market. Also this with the same name um, didn't really work out how we wanted to because we never like really launched with power behind. So we just did like a soft launch and expected everything to come, you know, without yeah. us like actually investing in that and like really com like fo like um, yeah, focusing this launch and like on like a certain period doing the pre-launch stuff and like this, you know. So also this kind of failed, but we had a lot of insights and um, we knew, okay, what was working is that all our podcasts that used this app and interacted with the community, they were mainly in the field of mentoring and coaching. And so we went more into this niche. We found something that we actually stood behind. So we actually liked, you know, personal growth, personal development. So um, we kind of completed our, you know, our why was more present then. And yeah, and then we actually, had our second launch, you know, like our second pivot half a year ago, and we really did it right. So we really did our homework. We um, acquired more than 150 of the biggest mentors and coaches and speakers in Germany that all promoted the app at the same day. We gave yeah. them material to promote the app. You know, that all they had to do is share the stuff we gave them, you know. And so we got like a really good um, launch. And since then, um, yeah, it worked out pretty well. And we just even Got awarded to be um, got awarded by Google to um, as the app of the year in the field of in the field of personal growth in Germany. Yeah. And uh, what we have to say about that: the big difference about between funding a startup in Germany, for example, or in the United States, where I work most of my time, is that you guys are in comparison working with ridiculously small amounts of money. Yeah. Right. That when we look at U.S. startups, especially in the app platform. At least in my experience, about 50% of the money they raise, they push right back into Facebook ads and Google, um, actually making sure that they grow very rapidly to bring this enough mass uh, onto the platforms. It gets interesting for people because what you described before is initial interest, but maybe not enough content yet to retain yeah, right. the people who come. And so I think what we can really learn from this thing is to really go down on this niche. And this was one of our first discussion. You really went you know, from a very broad idea of communicating yeah. from being educational to focusing down into a narrow, narrower space. You almost to go for a German market and not for an international to get going. So you have a USP from that front. Obviously, Germany is not as much developed as a digital market as the United States. And the second thing is to really go for the podcast and not being tempted to offer everything else, the video classes, the, the community sharing rooms. There's obviously so many things you could be doing but you kept your app very lean, right? That's how I find it at least. Yeah. It literally has one or two functions, but these functions are done very, very well and precisely targeted to the audience. Yeah. Can you say a little bit what your budget has been so far to build the app and to market the app? And sure. what are your next steps of maybe generating more capital? Yeah. Where could somebody come in and help you guys right now in making this big and strong? So I guess one of our strengths was that we could do everything or we did everything without capital. So we never had money. We started with like, like two or $3,000 on our company account or euros. And um, yeah, we just, we didn't bootstrap it because we didn't make revenue, you know, but we just found people that believed in the vision and just worked together with us for free or like in exchange for other stuff, you know, like another storage when we had to find lawyers, I like, it took me like three, four hours to like call different lawyers and just ask them for like a super, super special low price for us because normally our terms of service and our 
data policy would be like 2000 bucks and we just called and did the work to like save 1500 bucks and in the end we got it for like 500 bucks because the lawyer believed in us you know yeah. and he believed that we're going to give him more um job like more jobs in the future more jobs in the future and we did and um yeah so basically we never really had money um we made it into accelerator which gave us 15000 euro and then after this program was ended, um, we got chosen by this accelerator to get another growth um, stipendium, growth scholarship, yeah. Yeah, scholarship um, for another like 50,000 euro. So in total, we only had 65,000 euros in our company, mm-hmm. um, which we only got after the second launch. So we just used it to grow, actually. We didn't use it to develop our platform to set it all up to get the first traction we just use it now we're using it right now to grow and um, the good thing is we never had to give shares away so it was like a government funded accelerator um, that just yeah basically does it because he really wants to support the German startup scene the Munich uh, the Bavarian startup scene and so we also never had investors so far actually right now we are kind of like talking to investors like going into this field of um, fundraising and we're also ready to give shares away because we really want to like scale this product now that we have the proof. Um, but yeah, basically, um, total, if you want to know how much we spent, maybe like 20,000 euro with everything, you know, including marketing and including development. Now, right now, we're actually developing with, developing with an agency in Egypt, which does our software development. So we pay them a little bit yeah. uh, more than we ever did. But yeah, we went to, I guess, until like until the point of our like even second launch we only spent like 10,000 euros or something you know yeah. but it's, it's incredible to see because uh, you know so many businesses start focusing so early on on the fundraising which literally takes you away from everything else it, it takes you away from building a platform and, and don't forget how much time it takes to raise funds especially in your startup phase because the, the competition is really rather fierce in that moment so what I like about you guys you really focus on your product you turned it around two, three times until you found a niche that was responding to it, that was open, and that you could kind of enter without having to spend a lot of money up front. Yeah. And now you're at this point where you have enough traction on the website that you can introduce a revenue model. And you're at a point now where you have traction, where you're going to be generating revenue, and you're still in full control of your company. And yeah. what I liked about it was that Philip also is a really good communicator. He feels very strongly about his product. This, but you can see there's always a way to do what needs to be done if you talk to the right people and communicate your vision clearly. There are people that are willing to make a sacrifice or giving you a chance or just support you. Sometimes people gave me money and they didn't want to have shares. They just said, listen, I think it's great what you do. Here's some money. Please keep working on what you're doing because there are a lot of people out there going to feel with you if you're able to build a clear vision and communicate it clearly and get people to support you along the way. A few more personal things. Um, a lot of people who are my age, I'm a few years older than you are, they're wondering like their mid-40s, early 40s, what are they going to do with their life, considering, you know, maybe going to a place like this, starting a mentoring career, for example, this is what your business is based on. What is your advice to somebody that wants to become a mentor? Mm-hmm. And how do you deal with living remotely? How do you integrate socially so you don't get lonely at a certain age in your time? So let's start with the first question, how do you become a mentor? Um, for me, a mentor is really somebody that has done it, you know, that went through all the shit 
and is successful now. You know, had his downs, had his ups, but you know, like really went through all the downs because then you can actually teach somebody how to avoid those downs. You know, and what like what's the shortcuts to your success, to your life goals? That's a mentor for me. So somebody that stands on the hill, looks down, and pulls you up with a rope if you want to make it as a picture. You know, coach is more somebody that is like goes away with you. You know, like maybe not has this whole experience but he might have the the um theory you know and he can teach you that theory and actually like go with you right yeah. so um first decide do you want to be a mentor you want to call yourself a mentor or you want to call yourself a coach um if you want to become a mentor go the way on your like go the way on your own first you know like do the homework first you know like um prove it get to the proof concept you know like build up a company or something you know like or change your life in a certain way and once you feel ready you become you become a mentor and your mentors are like you're just going to connect with them you don't have to look for them you know they're going to find you you're going to yeah. find them it's going to be all natural right um yeah so that's that's how i would say how to become a mentor and if you feel ready apply on our platform for example you can just send us an application through our website um yeah. www.upspeak.com or .de if you're german oh, .com as well i didn't even know that oh no we yeah. don't have, actually, actually actually we don't have .com yes no. exactly yeah, we're, we're a little surprised we're right now so dot, dot .de because it's a great name it would be great to have the .com right yeah yeah we actually uh, it's it's still we're on it right okay, now we're cool. binding right now very cool so yeah apply and get your name out there upspeak is a perfect platform for that you know like all you have to do we set up everything for you all you have to do is use your voice and share your, like click the record button and share your message share your teachings yeah. share your knowledge and it's, that's it's, easy su it is. it's super easy to 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 use the app i think it's very streamlined and i think again congratulations on kind of keeping it so simple right there, there are not that many functions on there it just but what it does it does really really well um i just know a lot of people that i think becoming mentors that have done the career like myself but they always work with a lot of people I've never really worked on their own, right? I've always worked in a team with a lot of people and many people feel the same. Um, so if you consider doing what you have been doing for the last 11 months, you have been out here without your co-founder? Yeah, you're still in Germany. You still, in, you motivate yourself, you've moved to a different country, but you're still working on your vision. A little bit more, you know, how do you, how do you connect with people? What, what is your experience of just kind of changing your life so drastically yourself? Because that's almost like being a mentor I think a lot of people that are looking at your experience say, listen, how the hell did he do this? Take his company, take his work, but live such a different life that maybe somebody else might appreciate as well. I mean, just ask yourself, why not? Like, why not? Don't say, why should I go to Bali? Why not? Like, what's keeping you there? And it's mainly your your mindset that is influenced by, by the people around you, you know, by your family, by your coworkers, by your friends. So it's all like you're primed, you know, like especially in Germany, you know, people teach you to be secure, to have a secure job, you know, like think outside of the box, right? You don't have to stay where you're actually not happy. You can, I mean, it's your life and you can go wherever you want to. You can visit a different country every month if you want to, you know, I mean, especially if you're in Germany because you save money when you travel, actually, when you do it small, you can save money by living somewhere else or like traveling. So, um, yeah, like element, eliminate those factors and fears that hold you back. And I think that's you know, something I feel very strongly about it because also the luck is if, if you are from Germany, there's always a flight going back, right? 
There's yeah. always, you know, you can always, no matter what happens to you in the world, it's, it's a good country to come back to. And it really gives you, because we have this social safety net in Germany, an extra layer of security that you don't have in many other countries. Like if something goes terribly wrong, you can always go back to so There's right. really no risk of, of just trying it out. And as you said, you can probably have a much better life. And at least that's what I did when I started moving around more. I had a place outside of Munich. I stuck it on Airbnb and I made more money you spend here than I could spend here, right? So I in, I immediately started saving money. Right. When we cut down our international offices, we are saving 25,000 euros a month just on rental fees because we don't have the office anymore in Munich and Düsseldorf. There's not enough coffee around here I could consume in order to compensate for this, you know, savings in, in spending. And so I really just can advise everybody, I think you feel the same way, is if you feel that you're stuck at home, if you want to try out something new, if you want to change your mindset, if you want to be in a place where you can meet incredible people that are building their businesses, that are thinking outside the box, check out other places if it fits you, right? You can always go back, and especially Germany has this tendency of negativity, of holding people back, and at least in my experience, um, people to a certain extent really would like to see you fail because yeah. it makes them feel stronger about their own rather miserable lives and, you know, Germans love to say, I told you so, if you're not delivering what they thought you want to deliver. So, but it's so important to kind of step out of that and, and make your own decisions and find your own happiness and find your own motivation. And like us meeting in a co-working space, you never know what comes out of it. You would have never met if we both would be stuck in our offices in Munich. We would have been so close location-wise, we would have had no common place we would actually meet because we live in such a boxed up enclosed environment such a bubble in our daily life so your next step after this you're going to go back to germany and then back to bali back to another country back to the us silicon valley what's the step after that so yeah i have a flight back to bali in uh, two months so i'm leaving in five days for germany and then probably coming back to bali but again i don't really know um i don't want to travel around too much you know i rather settle down at some place and live there for half a year, a couple of months or a year. And um, right now I would love to come back, but I know once I'm back in Germany, opportunities come, you know, we're gonna like um, get investment, we're gonna maybe open my office, stuff like this. And I'm actually kind of motivated to, to work together in a group again, you know, that sit in the office for some time, you know, just do the exact opposite of what I had right now here, you know? Yeah and just also to miss this place again you know like this became so normal for me and it's um it's always um very 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 important or extremely important to to keep this gratitude up you know and the easiest way to to be grateful is to miss something you know and when you come back you actually feel this gratitude again fantastic yeah. well we're looking forward to having you back here i'll have to go back to germany in the meantime as well it's also a, i think a very good combination because as you say it keeps the gratitude up I've had staff members before that would be in Bali for too long. And at the end they say, I am so tired of sunsets. Yeah. Right? And like, how can you be tired of sunsets? It's really an incredible experience. It's like the magical moment that we have every single day. But at the end of the work day for so many, obviously the Europeans often have to go back to work after that. But you have an incredible sunset at the ocean. You have a little coconut, you have a little drink. And it's about one of the few things, uh, or one of the things that makes Bali really so special as a place to live and to work. I'm not recommending all of you going to Bali because it's already pretty full here. So <laughs> if you could find your own little beach somewhere, it's highly appreciated. We just very strongly feel that we want to give you a different perspective on life, something that might motivate you, get you out of this mindset that you might be stuck in 
because it's a huge world out there. There's so many opportunities. Um, I think you probably feel the same way. There's so many things you could be doing every single day to make an impact, to build companies, to change something. Um, but leaving home, at least for a certain period of time, can be a very, very good beginning. Philip, thank you so much for the insight in your great app. Check it out, upspeak.de, and at some point it's also gonna be upspeak.com. And you're gonna see me as a featured mentor right now. We did a masterclass together, and I'm just truly excited to see uh, what's coming out of this platform, to be a part of it. And I wish you all the good luck. If you need any help in Silicon Valley, anywhere else, we're gonna be talking fundraising this week. More than happy to help. Philip, thank you so much. Thank you so much, it was great.